Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. listeners and welcome back to yet again another episode of the beautiful game podcast as always i'm your host budge and i'm joined by my faithful two co-conspirators dot and dead gents how are we doing this weekend man i'm good budge man how are you i'm good i'm good 100 yeah, i'm yeah, excited yeah. for this one this has been uh, you and me both yeah, it's been <laughs> you a and me both in the pipeline yeah, so yeah, yeah it's yeah. good it's good absolutely and dead how about you yeah, man i'm just in great spirits this is one that we've been looking forward to for a while. Yeah, Obviously, yeah, yeah. we're joined by one of few men to obviously <laughs> score a hat-trick yeah, against yeah, the yeah. European what? champions. Okay, you know, what? you know what's funny? I've got a bone to pick with Kevin. Fair, 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 fair play, man, fair play. Honestly... Kevin, sorry, I've got a bone. I'm in Liverpool. Let's say we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. As just a, a bit of a throwback. Obviously, um, uh, Dot said in a few episodes, like a few episodes past, we got big things coming. He was reminding me to tell all the listeners that we got <laughs> big things coming. Yeah. And I think this episode certainly is a is a, a, a enormous that. one. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely you know? for sure. We, we 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 said we'd have big things coming, mm. and I think we're certainly going to deliver with this one. So 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 this uh, particular special guest is indeed a, a massive coup for the, for the platform. It's funny because um, a few weeks back we had Hidden Talent, mm-hmm. who are from East London, come on. Hackney. Uh, well. From Hackney as well. And they yeah. were talking about being the best five-a-side team in, in the whole of, uh, of the UK, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, of course, that would be debatable with, with a, few <laughs> yeah. Other, yeah. a few other teams that would, would, would you know, would, would disagree with that. But the, our, our, um, 
our, our special guest today, obviously, is, uh, is, is born and bred from Hackney. And I don't <laughs> think there's going to be many debates on, on the best striker that's, that, that's come from, from Hackney <laughs> on, on, on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, you know? I yeah. Think, I think, you know, just to your, to your point, Dej, I think he certainly would have been handed the keys to the, to the city after that, uh, that, that free, that, you know, <laughs> yeah, free goals, goals, that, yeah. that, that hat-trick at, at the Valley, you know, Definitely. winding back the years. Do you know what I mean? I remember that game. I was sad. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's, why, that's why I've not got a bone to pick anyway. But I don't want to take any longer to introduce this guy. He's a legend around these parts. Uh, legend at uh, um, Le- um, Leighton Orient. Legend at... Uh, um, uh, Charlton. Oh, Charlton. Yeah. 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 Um, none other than Kevin Lisby. Welcome to... Welcome, Kevin. Welcome, welcome. Good to be here. Good to be here, man. Yeah, I got a lot of words there. I'm, I'm <laughs> of, of, of the man that sits before me, you know? <laughs> Right, so um, what we want to do, Kevin, is we want to we want to know about your story. Yeah. Um, but what I think would be a good thing for us to do is flip it on its head. So we want to actually start at right now. Um, so starting at the end, basically. Um, so before we go into your career about uh, you know the highs, the lows, and all of that sort of stuff, we want to know at the moment, like what 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 are you up to? What what what, what occupies your time? Monday to Friday, for example, what, what are you up to? Yeah, um, well, at the moment, um, I work in Holy Family School, so I do a bit of mentoring in, in Holy Family School. I go there three to four times a week, um, mm. speak to young kids, try and give them my advice, pass on my knowledge and mm. my experience to them. Um, and also, I, I run my little academy as well in, in East London, in Leighton. So um, I do a little football academy, like a, a finishing workshop. Mm-hmm. So I get kids down there and we try and work on specific finishing and... and um, in my field so mm-hmm. I'll do that on a Monday and Fridays as well okay. and and in between that I've obviously got four boys and one girl so um, that yeah. takes up my time <laughs> yeah, as well yeah, so that's, yeah that alone is it, it working itself so yeah I'm just trying to keep myself busy as I'm almost officially retired yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely man okay cool so the next question I wanted to ask is like so you, you obviously you're speaking about uh, get, working with kids and giving mm-hmm. back and so on and so forth yeah. So the question that I wanted to ask is, what motivates you? Like, why did you decide to go into into working with with, with kids specifically? Because obviously, like you know, you you you've played at the highest level, mm. um, and 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 you know, there's people that go into so many different um, uh, lines of work after playing yeah. football. You know, we, we've seen people open up casinos and <laughs> yeah, go yeah, into, yeah. And go to, into yeah. property <laughs> yeah. and all of that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah. So so what made you decide to go down the route that you've decided to go down? Um, I think sometimes things are chosen for us. I think um, we have a path. And if I look back at the beginning of my footballing career and the amount of people that, that helped me and mentored me and, and showed me love, um, I would have never been where I am today mm-hmm. without them. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's, it's almost like a, a little... Um, it's almost like me giving back to them, to mm-hmm. all these people mm-hmm. that gave their time to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the way the world is at the moment, um, we can complain about everything and we keep on moaning, but if we're not doing anything, then I think we, we ain't yeah, got the right to. So, um, so, so my thing is, I mean, you see what's happening out there and, and a lot of these kids don't even realise when I'm with them, I'm actually mentoring them and I'm trying to um, put them on a path that probably benefits their lives rather than just football. So, um, and that's what happened with me with the youth clubs. I'm sure you, everyone grew up here um, yeah. in the youth clubs and that, and you haven't got that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm just trying to pass on what I what I had. And, and, you know, if you could save one life through what you're doing, then it's more than worth doing it. Yeah, agreed, 100%. 
and and you obviously you mentioned you've got quite a big family. Yeah, I think yeah. most most guys would be would be really really happy and blessed <laughs> yeah. to have four yeah. sons. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, that's it. Four, yeah. four chances of footballers. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. it. That's yeah. it. So, yeah. so that's it. So you've got four four sons and one daughter. Mm. So in terms of your your sons, I mean, do you have any plans for them within the footballing world? And 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 the second uh, question off the back of that as well is like. How how do things work in terms of obviously like you 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 were like you were um, playing at, at Charlton? Um, does the fact that you've played there create an opportunity for your sons to play there as well? Because I, I I look at like some of the, the the pros that play at the moment with children, and it's like because they have children, it's like a fast track into yes, their academies. Yes, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. Zidane's kids yeah. play for, yeah. for, for for Real Madrid. Uh, yeah. Ronaldo's kid uh, plays for Juve. Yeah. Um, and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, so the, are, are opportunities presented to you in, 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 in that sense? For there, there, there definitely is a pathway for them. Mm. Um, but first and foremost, they've got to be good enough. And that's mm. that's the way I see it. Um, I could put them in there and then people could say they're in there because they're my sons and then yeah. eventually they might get released. But um, yeah, they they need to work they need to work out for themselves what they want to do mm-hmm. um and if they do and if they get to that point and and they do go to Charlton I'm hoping that it will stick I'm hoping that they won't go in there and then get released mm-hmm. and then go in there and then get released I'm hoping that their talent will shine through and and their path will be created from all the hard work they put in themselves mm-hmm. fair point yeah and and off air earlier on you you were you were saying to us that they they I think two of your sons were yeah. actually in academies yeah. Um, and Leighton made, Orient. Uh, yeah. at Leighton Orient yeah. um, and, and you decided to take them out of those academies so yeah, I, yeah. well I just I, I just felt they were they weren't progressing at the time mm-hmm. and I, almost halfway through um, they, they didn't seem like they were enjoying themselves anymore um, and it weren't too much of me taking them out it was, it was probably a decision made by both of us really okay. um, yeah. that it weren't going to work it wasn't going to work and, and I felt that I was sitting there and I was watching him train and I felt I, I had a lot more to offer than probably Leighton Orient did at the time. Okay. So I was over the moon when, when we sort of went our separate way because, I, as I say, since then I've had a year with them and I think they've progressed massively and I think they understand the game a lot better now and um, it's about development and I yeah. think that's what they're doing at, the, at at this present time, developing. Okay. And you can offer them that one-to-one tuition that obviously um, academies can't. Whereas mm. in academy you got like thirty to one. Yeah. Whereas yeah. you can offer your services and you know them inside out. Yeah, d- definitely. I mean, um, and I think you got to get them ready for f- the footballing world because it's a harsh world. Mm-hmm. And I learned that the the hard way. Um, when I first went into Charlton, it was a, it was I was a bit skeptical. What was going on? You heard the banter and the jokes, and and I didn't quite get it because I was from Hackney. Yeah. So um, <laughs> <laughs> just like some of the certain things don't say to me. Um, do you know what I mean? Like yeah, so, and it yeah. took me sort of a while to get used to their culture. So I'm trying to get them used to that before before they get in there. And, and I joined Charlton when I was 15. Um, I was a late bloomer. Obviously, I, I got in there just to, to, in time to do my YTS. So um, you, if, as long as you keep on progressing, as long as you keep on working hard, there's always an opportunity, especially yeah. in this country. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, absolutely. And I guess, you know, you, you mentioned you joining, um, you know, when you were 15, mm-hmm. um, they're obviously, I, I think, around about that age yeah, as well. So 15. those formative yeah. years yeah. Is, is very, very important. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, as I say, I've just come straight here from from playing a tournament with them, mm. um, a men's tournament, playing against some men. So I, I just want them to develop. I just want them to, to get better. I want them to understand that football's a contact sport because I think yeah. some of these academy boys don't understand <laughs> that. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. It is actually a contact sport. And the quicker they realise that, the better. And I watch the under-23 sometimes and I... 
it's almost like watching a chess match. Um, and in the minute someone gets touched, it's a free kick, and I just turn it off. Because, <laughs> because what happens is these, these boys play these these under twenty threes, and then they eventually they'll, they'll have to go and play some men's football if they don't make it through the the mm. club that they're at, their prospective club. So um, and then they go to League One, League Two, and they can't handle it. Yeah, they can't handle it. Yeah, so would you say the academy system needs an overhaul then? Yeah, definitely, definitely. But unfortunately, it's not about developing, is it? <laughs> it isn't about developing. You've got some boys from Arsenal that will be there from under-9s to under-16s and then get released. And then they'll bring in someone from, I don't know, Holland or Spain to play mm. in their position. So, so it's a, what's, what's your take on that? What's your take on that? It's a money thing over here, isn't it? It's, mm. it's a money thing over here. As in, you look at someone like Spain, their, their job is to develop kids and their best coaches are coach the younger kids. Um, for a reason, because they want them to develop early. So then I think the best culture should coach the kids when they're younger because they get into good habits. Um, and then when they get older, they've got that core of, of understanding the game, which I don't think we do. We try and coach our kids a bit too late. And sometimes mm. it's, it's too late. If you're trying to coach a kid at 18 years old um, and, and they don't quite understand it and then they get released and then they go down the divisions and they end up probably playing for a conference team because they mm. just don't understand what it takes to be a footballer. Yeah, no, that, that valid point. And I think, like, it's, 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 you can draw comparisons with, um, uh, like, state schools and private schools <laughs> and, yeah. and, and being in academies and stuff like yeah, that. Of course you can. So just like we were talking about, it's like, you know, 30, 30 kids, one coach. Yeah. Obviously, the, 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 the best chance that um, a player has to develop is if they have that one-on-one tuition. Yeah. They have, you know, that, that more tailored... Um, uh, approach to coaching yeah. so you you know you can work on yeah, yeah. The, even the small and minor details and stuff like and that it is, you know? and, and it is the small details it's, mm. it's funny it's smaller details for instance I'm working with a, a striker at the moment who's Arsenal in the 15s and just things like just taking a deep breath before you shoot every time you've always got half a second more before you take a shot because you see some kids run up to the ball and they hit it and, and you actually got in a box, you've probably got half a more second than you think just to, to control yourself, just to level your body up and get the strike on. So little things like that, they don't need to work on. And these little things are massive in, in a game of football because as a striker, if you miss that chance, you might not get another one. That's it. Yeah. Um, so think, yeah. that's, those are the kind of margins that set like top talents apart from, like let's say, ordinary... Like. Of course it is. You look at someone like Aguero, and I know he's probably one of the best strikers ever... But every time he seems to be in a box, he seems to have that... He's, the, the game seems corner. to slow yeah, down. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was yeah. almost like slow motion. Mm-hmm. He could strike it, but he doesn't. Then he waits and then he finishes it. Um, that's the stuff that you, in those countries, in these countries, they work on. And, and, and then you look at someone without being disrespectful. You look at someone like Rashford gets in the box sometimes and he rushes it a lot. Yeah. Um, sometimes he's like a rabbit in head. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and a lot of our English... You watch them play for England and, and they get in positions and, and panic and then they rush it and then... You watch someone like Spain get one chance and all of a sudden you're one nil down and England have four chances. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah, but my point is, is that these English players, when they're playing for their club teams, you see that confidence where yeah. they can have a one-on-one and bury it. Yeah. But it's like when they go to England, they, all of a sudden they lose that. Why, why do you think that is? It's also, the, the, pre- it's also the pressure in it. Mm, <laughs> to yeah. play for England is, is massive mm-hmm. pressure. And, and the only way you can deal with pressure at certain times is, as we, as we speak about before, learning your craft. If you're comfortable with, with what you're doing, and how you're playing, then all that pressure is irrelevant. So you look at Sterling at the moment, it, it doesn't matter to him anymore. He's worked on it. Guardiola's probably worked on him day in, day out at certain things. So now he gets in positions 
and he's comfortable. So and it's natural. Yeah, it's natural. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter what the England fans are saying anymore. He's got confidence in himself in front of goal now to score, and that's and that's the difference sometimes. And unfortunately, it takes someone like Guardiola to work with Sterling rather than one of our coaches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think another uh, uh, point that um, sometimes could be overlooked. Is, is is aside from the physical, you know, you training a, a, a player to, to work on their touch, to work on different aspects of their game, but it's the mental as well. Yeah. So I, I think you, you, you touched on it, like talking about the difference with um, like academy football and, then, and, and men's football mm-hmm. and preparing your sons for that. Yeah. So, so yeah. I imagine with, with that being said that, you know, you often have a lot of conversations about the mental side yeah. of, the, uh, of the game with your sons, you know, and, yeah. and that kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the other day it was funny enough we were speaking about finishing and then little things like if you have a bad touch then you've got to have a, a great finish yeah. and if you have a good touch then the finish could be average because you don't the ball's in front of you yeah. so you can just slide it in the corner where if you have a bad touch then you might have to hit it really hard or in the top hand corner because yeah. your first touch weren't as good and little mm. things like that um, you get them to just think about things just yeah. just think about things and and, and just say if, if these boys football's a thinking game mm. like if you see people around you just try and Step off of him a little bit. Mm. Give yourself five yards so you don't have to be physical with him. Step mm. into spaces. You watch someone like Silver. Silver, he, <laughs> he always seems to be in space. Yeah. He's poetry all... in motion. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. And li- like little things like that. Just when you're watching, when I'm watching football with my boys, just ha- have a look in it. Rather than just watching the game in general, just have a look at how people create room for themselves and um, and how they then they deal with having the ball in the space and mm. making the right decisions all the time. So it's, it is a thinking game and yeah. these conversations are out in my house, believe you, more than... <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine, oh, yeah, exactly. Four lads, do you know what I mean? It's exactly, like, and they all yeah. love football as well. So, yeah, sometimes it feels like um, it's a frat house and having debates all the time. <laughs> yeah. What sometimes do you pause it and rewind it and say, look at it, definitely, look at him Definitely, there. I don't... I, I never yeah, got that too. back in my day, innit? Well, yeah. you missed that, it was there. It was yeah, gone, yeah, 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 exactly. You run home from match of the day because it, you, you, you can't, there's no replays, there's no... Yeah. It's, it was, I mean, now, as you say, it's all on record and you can sit back and... I don't just watch games now, we, we learn and... And I think um, Vincent Company said it. Uh, he said being at Man City is like being in football university, and it's yeah. one of the best quotes I've heard in my life from football. Mm. It isn't it? Guardiola is like so meticulous. Yeah, of course yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's a yeah. university, and, and and football's a thinking game, and mm. and I, I have no doubt he will be a good manager just because of that. Yeah, mm. absolutely, absolutely. Um, and what's it like for your missus in the house? Four bo- uh, five five boys. <laughs> so yes, she just walks she... out of the room. Sometimes. Let's just say she starts in the room, and then she, and she does a lot of cleaning and cooking just just to try and avoid getting in. in uh, I just say they're fifteen now, so they, they think they're they're big men as yeah, well. So yeah, yeah, they're right ninety percent of the time. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah she yeah, yeah she. She yeah she's up, she's normally upstairs now. Um, she starts in the room and then you see her get up and walk out and she never comes back. Uh, yeah. But yeah yeah I'm, 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 it is what it is. Isn't yeah it? Mm. absolutely absolutely man. All right so let's move on to 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 the next segment which is talking about then and now. Mm-hmm. Um and essentially what we want to do is just like you know like we said roll back the, the golden years mm-hmm. and compare and contrast between then and now. Yeah. So the first thing is in terms of the Premier League. How has it changed in, in since you were playing um, in the Premier League? So then and now, like, what would you say are the biggest uh, uh, changes um, since yeah, then? Uh, uh, yeah, like watching the Premiership now is, is like watching chess sometimes. Mm. And I think what's happened is you sort of you have to. It's eleven people. It's eleven against eleven now. So 
the managers now want 11 people to do a job for them. Mm-hmm. Um, they, everyone has to play within the system. If someone steps out of the system, mm-hmm. you concede a goal or you lose the game. Yeah. So everyone sort of has to play their role. Where so there's no creative control? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think when I was playing, I think um, you had three or four people that could win you the game. And like everyone, a, a <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but don't you think that's still how it is today? But it no. just evolved. No, I, th- I think so. If you look at the Premiership now, you've got there's no real stars, is there? I, with that, I don't want to be disrespectful, but when I used to play, you look at Tottenham, Arsenal, Liverpool, don't, Chelsea, Aston Villa. They all had four to five, six good players. Don't you think that's just down to the finances and the resources of the elite teams in the Premier League? Because before I would agree that mm. like. It was more spread out in terms of talent. Yeah. You can go to a mid-table team in the Premier League and they're flooded with like top players, whereas yeah. now they're all accumulated in the top six. But when you look at the top six, they all have match winners, no? No, I, listen, I think when you... So if I, watch the, if I was watching the Premiership now, say you look at someone like Bournemouth, for instance, Bournemouth will win games because they have 11 people that understand how the manager wants to play. And I think everyone has to play within that system. If you don't play within that system, for instance, Jermaine Defoe, he's a goal scorer. He scores lots of goals. Didn't play for Bournemouth. The reason he didn't play for Bournemouth is probably he couldn't do what the other strikers physical, did. Like yes, physical he couldn't. So strikers no longer about scoring goals. It's about getting in your shape. It's about working the channels. It's about making the right runs. Midfielders, you look at wingers, they're not wingers anymore. Yeah, but don't you think the wingers have evolved? To As in... That, for me... Obviously, I'm in no position to. No, of course you are. <laughs> listen to me, we've got our opinions. I'm in no position to tell you about the game, but don't you think wingers have evolved into much better players nowadays? Before, it's get your man, pass it in field, or one on one, beat your man, and whipping across, and that's your, that's your job done for the day. Now, it's Score me twenty goals plus doing that on, on top of it. I don't, I don't, I don't think wingers' jobs are to score twenty goals. It depends on what team you're in. Um, you look at someone, for instance, Zaha. I knew you were going to mention because he's probably the only one mm. at the moment. Everyone's raving about him. Like he, he's Palace's yeah, but, best player. No, he's Palace's yeah. best player by a long way. Yeah, and he's probably been their best player this season. And he's been there. when he doesn't play. If you look at his stats, when he doesn't play and when he does play, mm. so he's. He's that good because he can take on someone. And every time he takes on someone, everyone's like, oh my gosh, look at that. When I was playing, people, wingers were doing that week in, week out. Week. You don't have wingers anymore. Like, if you can take someone on, that's good enough. But can you get back in and can you fill in your space? Can you mark your man? There's so many different things that you have to do now. Mm. Where back in my day, all you have to do is be able to take your man on, get crosses in for your striker, and he gets the goal. You don't even have to score goals. So are you telling me you prefer the wingers 10 years ago to the wingers now? Because we're seeing stuff that we've never seen before. It depends. Like get, Wingers are getting 20 plus goals in, in, in the league. Well, you'd have to tell me these wingers. Well, Mane, <laughs> not, not Salah. necessarily wingers, no, no, but inside, inside forwards that are tasked to score goals. Salah, Mane, um, Raheem Sterling, okay, Raheem Sterling. Sterling. Sane, to a degree. He's more of a traditional So winger. you've just named Man City players and Liverpool players. But, but, <laughs> 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 Do you understand what I'm saying? You've just named the two... You just named the two best teams in the league. Mm. <laughs> now, if you was to move... Now, try and move away from those two best teams in the league. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but also, what do you say? The coaching has evolved. I know back then you had the Wengers, Fergusons. Now yeah. we've got the Klops, the Peps, the Pochettino. So we're importing the best coaches. Um, 
Yeah, 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 and no. I, 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 I think I don't think the Premiership's as good as it, it used to be. I, I think so. If I look at Liverpool now and I look at Man City, they're the only two good teams in this league mm-hmm. at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're at Tottenham Champions League. I'm, an, Ars- I'm an Arsenal supporter. <laughs> <laughs> even if I did, even if I did, I'm on radio, so and, I couldn't see. And also, uh, there's a lot of intangibles as well because I would say the defending's got worse. Since you know your days as well, because right now we've only got what Van Dyke and the rest of them are. It depends what you mean by defending, because I think defending at the moment is probably six people. I don't think there's actual defenders. I think you've got midfielders that defend. Um, your right back are they defenders? (laughs) Is your left back a defender? Probably not. I think you defend as a team now. I think people are harsh on defenders because we're in an era where. The, the modern day game suits the attacker. 100%. You, you agree with me there? Uh, no, and, no, no, and the no, reason no, why no. I said that is that 10 years ago, you can say, I'm going to make a mark on a player yeah. and not get a yellow card. You do that, you get a red card today. So you're literally playing in a no-contact sport right now. I've, right, let's take this for example. When a team loses the ball now, what does everyone do? Shape. Get into shape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, so yeah. It's, it is actually harder to break teams down. I think defenders actually get away with more now because the first thing you're taught now is get back in your shape. Back in the day, midfielders were getting back until they were until they got back. So defenders, the Rios, the Village and the Campbells, the Torres, they had to defend against people like Henri's. They had to defend against people like Van Persie. They 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 had to do one on one defending. These centre backs nowadays don't really have to do one on one defending. Mm. Think, teams play four And if, when, they do, mm. when they actually do do one on one defending, they, they struggle. Up. Yeah, they yeah, up. because they're not as good. Best defender in the last ten years in the Premier League. Last ten years. So I'm not. Let me make the question clear. So I'm talking. It doesn't have to be over five, six years. Who's the best? Consistent. Are you talking about? Not, cons- not even consistent. Who's the best skill set? Obviously, consistency comes into into question, but in terms of the best defender you've seen in the Premier League in the past ten years, who would you say? Um, company. Company, yeah. Company over the Rio's vintage. Well, oh, yeah, ten uh, years. Ten, if you're saying ten years, they would probably have been at the, at the back there, of the. They're, they're, yeah. they're thirty. Yeah, they're thirty <laughs> then. So uh, yeah, I'll, if you're talking about, I'll say Rio. I think Rio had absolutely mm. everything. I think John Terry read the game. Unbelievable! I played against him, and I thought I'm done. I'm just gonna kick it past him because he's slow. Mm. And you put your head down, you kick it past him, and, and he, it wasn't working. And it, yeah. So <laughs> what was he the best defender that you played against? No, no, no. <laughs> People always ask, ask me that question. Listen yeah. to me. If I could read off the defenders, I played. I played against Village, So Campbell, Torrey. These these are in a they're in a, a league of their own. Yes, yes. All of them are in a league of their own. There isn't any. There isn't a best one out of them. Okay. Um. Also. I played against the Invincibles, where yeah, all four of them were, about that. Yeah, yeah. all four of them were unbelievable. Mm. So, so uh, when when stuff like that happens, what do you do? Do you just say, "I just come into midfield," or like, you, "I need to somehow pick the weak link out of the four? Like, how do you <laughs> respond to that? Honestly, well, you if you look about the Invincibles, like you pick a weak link out of them, go on if you want. Um, but there isn't Ashley Cole, there's Lauren, there's Torre, there's Saul Campbell. So that's it. <laughs> that's it, isn't it? Like, you, you're waiting for a mistake, isn't you? Okay. You're waiting. Like literally, how it? Yeah, feels you're like. waiting. You're waiting for a mistake. Um, they're all as quick as you. They're all as sharp as you. They all read the game really well. Mm. Uh, and with defenders, if you can read the game really well, 
you're you're ten steps ahead of the striker as in, and if you're as quick as them, then it's absolutely zero chance. So so coming up against the Invincibles as well, oh. what was the team talk in the dressing room? Because at oh. that time they were in their pump, so just keep it down. <laughs> <laughs> keep and I think you had a tight game against them, maybe a two one or you something. You know, we like we, that. we we went two 0 up against them once at at Highbury, and I think we lost five two. Yeah, five um, three. I think. Yeah, five yeah. three. But yeah. It, it is as it as as quickly as that. You don't even celebrate. Like it's almost like, all right, and we've got to go, thank God. Like so now they're gonna be us five one. Like wow. um, it, it. Look nowadays, you, you go to you go to the Emirates now. You're looking to win, aren't you? Of course, of course. Everyone's looking that to win. That fair fact is gone. Yeah, and that's mm. not. To be fair, that's not just that's anywhere. Any team goes to any Premiership club now. They're looking to win. Um, they don't go out to attacking Gons Blade. They try and they try and work away where they can win the game. Mm-hmm. In my days. You're just trying to keep the number down. <laughs> he was trying to keep the score down. That's okay. all you were doing. Like, obviously, the manager isn't going in the change and thinking, look, lads, we're going to get our ass handed to us. Mm. So can we, you know, defend deep? But I think the manager, if you ask him as the game's going on or before the game, do you think you can win this game? He'd probably say yes. If you are, if he's going to be honest with himself, he'd probably say no. Where <laughs> the, the times are different now. I think you go to the Emirates, go... Even, even Old Trafford. Even Old Trafford. Yeah, I think you go to Anfield. And I still think Liverpool have won games, 1-0 sometimes. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. other teams, if they've taken their chances, probably could have won the game. Yeah, yeah um, I remember the Leicester game. Even yeah, Man City, yeah. the penalty that they missed. They you look at Leicester against Man City, and there's only that Vincent Company game, the, the that goal that won the game. Yeah, but Leicester had two or three chances yeah, in that game. And Man City are one of the best teams ever played in the Premiership, so they say. Yes. I don't know if I agree with that. So who do you think it is? The Invincibles or... Let's put it that way. If, if Leicester were, were playing against the Invincibles, I think the Invincibles would would beat them by a lot. Yeah, but it's a different. Yeah. It's just again, I just it goes back <laughs> to the debates. Like, who's better, Maradona or Messi? This and that. Pitches are different. Everything. I just, I just, I, I played against the Invincibles, and so I can only talk about my experience. Mm. Yes, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and if I if I'm talking about Vardy and I'm talking about all those Leicester players playing against Sol Campbell, um, Torre, Lauren, Ashley Cole, I just can't. I, I know we're talking about different areas. <laughs> I just can't see them even getting close. Can't I can't see, see them, them getting any no, change. No, I out can't of see them. them. I can't. But the way Man City play, they always give you a chance, innit? and uh, and then as you say, football's played in a different way where um, they're asking people to take the balls in 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 dangerous areas, mm-hmm. um, and if you lose the ball in those areas. There's every chance of conceding a goal mm-hmm. where I think the Invincibles probably wouldn't play in the areas that Man City play in or even Liverpool. Your defenders are running out of it. You're asking your keepers to give it to the centre-backs sometimes when they're under pressure. Mm-hmm. The Invincibles don't do that. And they give they get the ball up the field and they play their football. So yeah. I understand the, the I understand when you say about different areas and I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we're going back to the old argument, if, if Man City were playing against the Invincibles, I think Arsenal, the Invincibles would... I don't think it would be a close game. Wow, that's a big call. Yeah, I don't think it would be a close yeah. game. Just to put it on record, I think Man City beat the Invincibles. You think sorry so? to say, Boj, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, no. With Henri with and Burkamp and Perez and Vera and all that against um, Stones and... Yeah, <laughs> when you say it like that, it looks a bit Stones scary. Yeah. I think you just. I think what you got to do sometimes, take a sit back and look at the team. And you got to remember they played against Barcelona with ten men for eighty-five minutes in the Champions League final, and only was it was the last five minutes he scored. Mm. And I think Arsenal could have won that game. Um, so yeah, I, it's, I, it's funny because yeah, player for player, Invincibles win, but that Man City is a team. 
together everybody mm. achieves more. It's, it's it a team. So yeah. what Arsenal though? Arsenal oh, team. Arsenal, 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 yeah. Mm. First of all, you need to get the ball off that Man City team before you can even do anything, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I think I, I don't think they would, the, the only difference would probably be the Invincibles have absolutely zero fear factor. Yes, and well, the minute they get the ball, probably yeah. you're in, you're yeah. in trouble. Let's be honest. Most of the teams that play Man City now, they're beaten before they get onto the pitch. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. What, what do you, people say that, but what do you expect to happen when you don't have? They've got better mm. players than you. They've got a better manager than you. They've got better passes than you. They're better than you technically. Mm. What What do you expect to happen? Yeah, but this Arsenal, this Arsenal Invincible team, the mentality was next yeah, level. Yeah, mentality yeah, mentality was next yeah. level. I think they they had that Barcelona mentality. I think they believed. They were the best. And I think that is half of the journey, isn't it? If Man mm. City... Football's a mental game. Yeah, of course it's Man City. Mm. think they're ever better than everyone else, so they beat everyone else. Mm. <laughs> and, yeah. and that's it. Yeah, and and that's why they struggle in the Champions League, because they play against big teams in the Champions League who have no fear over Man City. They don't care how good Man City mm. are. Um, I watched Leon play against Man oh, City, yeah. yep. and Leon were unbelievable. Yeah. And and I think they should have won, but obviously yeah, Man City had that look. But Leon showed no fear. Home, I think they got a man sent off. I no, Man City got a man sent off, didn't they? Mm. But um, I watched Man City play against Leon, and it was almost there was never you couldn't see who, mm. who which one was Man City and which was Leon. I think those foreign teams don't have that fear factor. That probably yeah, definitely. definitely. We, we even saw that in the Champions League this season with with Ajax, man. Yeah, yeah the upstarts yeah. really plundered yeah. the establishment. Yeah. You know, all yeah. of yeah. And, and, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, young team like yeah. I think the yeah. average squad age was like twenty three. Yeah. Yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah, so I just I think. That mental side of football, as we spoke yeah, about earlier, yeah. it's 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 eighty percent, or it's, you can't win that game unless so you believe you can. Eighty percent mental, twenty percent ability. Definitely, definitely, which is what I say to wow. my kids. Hundred percent. Okay, fair point. Okay, so we've spoken a bit about how the Premier League differs uh, then and now. Mm-hmm. Um, more specifically, obviously, you being a striker, how do you see the role of a traditional striker has changed then and now? So. Back then, what were the qualities that you needed to be a top striker, mm. and what are they now? Have they changed? Uh, is is there a bit of a waiting? So, like, you know, there there are some that are more important than others, mm. or do you see it like being? I think it it, it really does depend on the team because mm-hmm. if if you look at, for instance, when um, Guardiola came in, he he didn't play Aguero, mm-hmm. he dropped Aguero just because Aguero couldn't do what he asked him to do, mm. which was as we spoke about early. Always been involved in the game. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Always, yeah. almost, almost like a deep midfielder when you lose the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and Aguero just wanting to score goals. But then you look at someone like, for instance, <laughs> um, Watford, mm. and then you've got Deeney, and then yeah. you look at Bournemouth. They've got um, Callum Wilson. Carson yeah. Wilson. Yeah. So I, I think back in the day, I think there was a. I think you had to be a specific way mm-hmm. a striker to to get in the team, and I think you had to play a, a specific way in 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 a team that you was in. Mm-hmm. I think now it, it really depends on the, the team that you're actually in. Because okay. um, you look at Spain, for instance, they don't play with a striker. Yep, yep. Mm. And you watch Man City sometimes, when Aguero's not, they don't play with a striker. Mm-hmm. They put Sterling there. Um, so, and I think football is about progression now. So it's about getting numbers in the box. Mm-hmm. So it's about keeping the ball as long as you can and getting, I don't know, maybe you, your midfielder in the box as well as your winger, as yep, well as yep. your other winger. Mm-hmm. So now you're almost talking about having four strikers because right. you've kept the ball mm-hmm. that well that you've allowed your team to get up the field. So when someone does put a ball in or, or someone pulls it back, there's four or five people in the box rather mm-hmm. than just one. Um, so I don't think we rely on strikers to get the goals as much now. So you look at, mm-hmm. I don't know, what for you strikers might get 12 goals and have an unbelievable season. Mm-hmm. You might get nine goals and have an unbelievable season. Yeah. Just because your team's done well, 
So, how would yeah. you say your game back then would have married into today's Premier League? You think it would have been a good blend, or I think I think I would have been awesome because I wouldn't have to score much goals. I'll be honest with you; like you can get a um, you can get a forty billion pound move by scoring nine goals in the Premiership now. And that's just the way it is. You're mm. looking at some of these strikers now who have moved from club to club, £24 million to Watford. For, I, I can't remember the, the striker. In, um, was he Damien? I can't remember. The, the one that's gone to Watford this year or went last year. But he, he got nine goals somewhere. And he, Andre Gray? Yes, oh, yeah, yeah. Andre yeah, Gray. Yeah, yeah. Um, he got nine goals and then got a move to mm. Watford for, I don't know, £19 million, yeah, £20 yeah, yeah. million. Pound. Nine goals. Like, it, yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. That's, yeah, isn't that... <laughs> Go on. Isn't that decent for a mid-table team? Ten goals. Ten Premier League goals. Double digits. Nine goals is not double digits, is it? It's one up. No, what I'm saying is you can... Even if you had... I think even if you get... Like, for instance, we talk about Rashford. Everyone said he had a good season. Mm. He got nine goals in the Premiership. From Man United. <laughs> from Man United. Yeah. So, I've, 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 mm. do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. nine goals from Man United in... Like back in my day, you got nine for Man United. You're on your bike. Yeah. I so think you say the standards dropped a bit for the. Striker. No, I just, I just, no, I think, I think it's almost like, yeah, I, I think. They so it's got, more about the collective. Yeah, it's, as I said when I said previously, mm. I think mm. it's about the Premiership is about collective. I, I don't think a winger has to score 15 goals to have a good season. Mm-hmm. I think he has to do what the manager asks him to do. Yes, yes. <laughs> I and think if he does that, he'll stay yeah, in the team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he just has to do, depending on what team it is, mm-hmm. if you're Man City, you your wingers need to get you goals because you need to win the, the yeah. league and you need everyone to, I think you need, if you're Man City, you need at least four people to score 15 goals. Yeah, or yeah. three people. And we've seen that this season. Yeah, you know, yeah. if you're Liverpool, yeah, exactly. if you need Liverpool, you need probably three of them to get 17 goals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then everyone else yeah. can can do what they want. Yeah. But Chipping yeah, yeah, everyone, yeah. pieces. But then if, and then you look at someone like Palace, you, maybe you don't need, you just need everyone to do what you ask to do. Mm. And maybe you, you you win that game 1-0. Um, striker doesn't score for two or three games. Doesn't matter. Mm. Do what do what I ask you to do, please. Other people will get goals. Other yeah, people might chip yeah. in. Um, because you're talking about £60 million in it to stay in the Premiership. Mm. So who cares if your striker scoring yeah. goals? Do you know what I mean? Like, who, who, are you saying that you think the modern day striker is watered down like that's I think you do what you want to do yeah. yeah I think I think as I said at the beginning of the show I think so a manager he wants 11 people he can trust so he, mm-hmm. he doesn't want that one person that can do that bit of magic but can't do what they're asked to do for 90 minutes mm. so in my back in my day I think you could you probably could do a bit of magic, then you can rest for five, ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. The, game against, the game against Liverpool. Yeah. the fans were on your back. Yeah, a bit. Yeah, 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 because yeah, because you uh, you not sco- I wasn't scoring goals. Mm. I wasn't doing. What, and I think now, nah, I think uh, you you get yeah, away with it. Yeah, uh, uh, I think you, I don't think you. If someone gets booed now, they get booed probably because they're not running around as much. And, and that's <laughs> interesting because mm. we're Liverpool supporters, me and Dej, and we've seen that with Daniel Sturridge. Yes. He doesn't offer the team what Klopp wants, so he doesn't he's play. Gone. Mm. He's mm. gone. Yeah, he's gone. And he will get you, if he plays the whole season, he'll get you 15, 20 goals. He will. But yeah. who cares? And yeah. Liverpool Carrigi is ahead of him in, yeah. the, in the pecking order because he does what the manager Exactly. Wants. And in some games, Riggy comes on and you're thinking, what are you doing? Yeah, the touching. Mm. Even, even the touching. Champions League final. Mm. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> but often enough, if players do what their managers ask them to do, often enough, they will either get goals or they'll win you games or they'll do something to win you a game mm-hmm. because everyone has to play within a structure yeah. so if you hold that ball up and 
it allows your midfielder to get past you. That's what I want you to do because I want the midfielders to get past Prime you. Prime example yeah. is Firmino. Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. He, he fits that, that Jurgen yeah. Klopp system so, so perfectly well. So if you look in the, in the Premiership, I don't, there's, not many, there's not many strikers that will get 15, 20 goals anymore. But it doesn't matter. Mm. It does system and, yeah. and, and the way that the, the, the gap yeah. works. And if you do get 15 to 20 goals, you're probably gone somewhere for 60 million pounds. Um, but if you don't, never mind. We're still in the Premiership. We've got our sixty million plan, and we go again next year. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Fair point. It is fair point. So another thing we wanted to ask for your 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 opinion on is how women's football in particular has has, has evolved, and I think it's very timely given the fact that obviously the Women's World Cup um, is, is being played at the moment. What? I mean, it's, it's yeah, USA yeah, one yeah, yeah, two yeah. nil. It's come to an end now. Obviously, yeah, yeah. USA are, are are the winners again. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's, it's true. Right? They've got a real stranglehold over. I think they've won it four times now, isn't it? Yes, I yeah. believe yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so I think it's very timely that we have this this um, uh, this discussion mm-hmm. about how women's football has evolved over over the years, uh, and, and and certainly back when 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 you were playing versus versus now. What are your what are your thoughts on on that? I can only speak about now because I don't, I don't even remember it. Wow. When I played, Imagine uh, it's, yeah. it is that bad. Yeah. Um, and I watch. Oh, I feel like a fan sometimes. My boys are coming in, and I'm sitting there and watching the Women's World Cup with, um, with with real like enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. before, I would uh, it would be like that. Oh, women's yeah. World Cup. Okay. Yeah. Won't even be on TV. Yeah. 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 Or even if it was, you'd be like, oh, that looks good. Oh, see that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You, yeah. You literally turn over. I used to turn over that quickly. Mm. I think, to be honest, I think last World Cup, I was in and out of the work. I I would watch something and I'd be oh yeah. Oh. They can't even kick the ball properly, to be honest. Like they're controlling yeah. it, it's slow, and then you think, nah. And then I watched it this year, and it was unbelievable. The unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 oh, of course it has. Some mm. of the goals, some of the headers, like you, like <laughs> the timing, the runs, um, the fitness. It's, some of the touching. Yeah, the touching. Yeah. It's real skilled. Athletes, I could, yeah. I could imagine what it's, the next one's going to be like in in four years. I mm. really can, and mm. I hope. I hope it continues. I, I mean, the difference is I've watched the league sometimes and it's not as good as the World Cup. This is, we all know that. Mm. I don't think any league is as good as, as the World Cup. And uh, I think we just need, uh, hopefully, there are women out there who, who enjoy football and think, you know, actually there's a chance of, of making something and, and playing at a decent level. So I'm going to give it a go. I think that's what you're hoping from this World Cup. You're hoping mm. that more women with, with talent actually give it a go and then the quality becomes is, is a lot bigger within mm. the, the English league as well. Yeah, and do you feel like there's going to be more investment within women's definitely, football as well? Definitely, definitely. With, with, with clubs and stuff doing yeah. a bit more in... There has to be. Yeah. If, if there's not, there'll be uproar and I'm, I'm sure women will make sure yeah. they get investment. Um, um, yeah, they des- I think they, they deserve it. They yeah. deserve it and it's about time and it's been too long and as you say, we've got girls out there who don't want to play football because they're just not sure if it's a career path yeah if it's a career yeah. if mm-hmm. it's a career path so um, I think it's time we start we start pushing these young girls through and mm. and just like I don't know um, I think it's uh, what league is it Leon I think Leon yeah they're they, dominant yeah, they're yeah, yeah. tribal tribal but they're yeah. just and, in, and, you, yeah, and you look at America you look at America and um, you could see their their, their crop their that game, they pick for yeah, they, like it's their the next level it's the best yeah. it's the next best level. yeah and because you mentioned America, I just want to... I was listening to another podcast um, not too long ago called um, Talking Tactics, and they were having a debate, like, why do the American men's team earn more than the women's team? Because when you think of American football, I mean, as in soccer, you think the women are the pinnacle of it. Mm-hmm. So why are they not getting rewarded for this? 
I, I think we've they've won back to back World Cups. Yes. Mm. Their brands, Alex Morgan, crazy brand mm. all over the world. Mm. They get more viewers. Apparently, their viewings is 4.7 million mm. compared to 1.7 of the men. So, why are they not getting the same money, if not more, mm. than the men? I'll do, if not more. <laughs> Let's not start that. <laughs> That's um, murky yeah, territory, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 four boys coming up here. Um, well, first of all, I would like to see the numbers they get for their league. Because I know in the, in the American League, the men's league, I know they get massive numbers. Mm-hmm. I know the stadiums are filled out every week and I know it's on telly. And um, I don't know what the women's, what their, their league's like, what the crowds are like. And I think it will it will depend on the crowd. I think, mm, uh. and I think it, it it should depend on the crowd because it because <laughs> if it's not, then someone's obviously putting their money and then not getting money back. And yeah, it, it's it's all it's always going to be a business. Yeah, yeah. So if you look at the Premiership, for instance, not many chairmen will put money in if their crowds are not big mm. because they wouldn't pay the big wages and not get anything back. So I think it's it has to it has to depend on probably the crowds and the revenue and, mm. and the sponsorships mm-hmm. probably. Even in the MLS, they're now attracting foreign talent. Zlatan's gone there. Yeah, Rooney's gone there. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I think that I think you'd be very surprised. I don't think they earn that much in America. I think you've got in every team. I think you've got four or five that are on yeah. big Designate, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I think yeah. the others are quite average. Modest, yeah, 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 really, yeah. really average. Mm. So, um, yeah, it, as I say, I watch American. I love the American football, the, the men's football. I think it's really good. I think it's entertaining. There's goals. Yeah. Um, it's, it's exciting. Yeah, drama right yeah, up to the Lots of late yeah, goals. Yeah. Like watching a TV yeah. programme sometimes, <laughs> um, especially with VAR over there. But um, I'll, I think I think now it's time to introduce the women's football on telly. And I think there should be, as you say, they, they won the World Cup, was it tw- twice in a row now? Back to back. Yeah. Back to back. So... I'll be very surprised if, if I'm not sitting down next season watching um, America's women's football on telly. I'll be very surprised and disappointed if I'm not. Yeah, I think this tournament was a real watershed moment for women's football. I mean, as you got through the rounds to the quarterfinals, semis, mm. I think the level just went right up. But America, they were just miles ahead. Yeah. If you think about it, like teams were struggling, yeah. sitting in low blocks. Yeah. And you always felt that it was a matter of time mm. before they broke the opposition mm. rear guard. They were just, fit, they were just fit enough, fitter than every team. And I think... Uh, yeah, and mm. I think... Mm. They said it, I think... Dion Dublin said it, I think... Um, he said, they just set traps... And it's only when you watch them play that you understand it's a bit like Man City. Um, they allow teams to have ball in certain areas and then they press the certain areas and when they win it back, they seem to yeah, they cut seem down to, yeah, two or three touches and you're in and you think, well, how did you get here? Yeah. You didn't have the ball just a minute ago. And I think, I think that's a lot to do with their coaching. Um, I, think, I think, and they spoke about Neville and he's an inexperienced manager. He um, done well. He done well. I he think d- he done well. He done as good as every other. I think, I, think, I think he showed himself in the court with those silly comments saying who wants to play a third or fourth place um, match at a World Cup is irrelevant. I think some of the players. Yeah, there's been a bit of backlash with that. Bit bit yeah, before the game, he said it's a big game. Then after he started saying that, you know what? Yeah, it's, it's, I just I sour think, grapes or. <laughs> I just <laughs> so I just think he went there to win it, mm. and he didn't get getting over. He didn't get over that disappointment. And mm. I think he spoke way before he, he got he over the discipline. Like yeah, yeah that's why yeah. sometimes they say managers don't like doing, as soon as you walk off, shoving the mic in your face, like, because it's, um, you're emotional, it's isn't raw. it? Yeah, yeah, it's still exactly. raw. And all, I think what he was saying is he came here to win. Um, they're not winning, so he, he doesn't see the point. And, and on reflection, he probably shouldn't have said it, but I, I know what he meant. He meant he mm. came here to win. And he probably was, he was probably put as manager to win it. 
Mm-hmm. Like there were no second place. They wanted to go there with him there, and all the talk was about winning it because last year they got to the, the the same position. Yeah, yeah. So I think the only improvement and the only the chance that he could show that he he was a good manager was to win it because mm-hmm. that women team in general should get where they got. Yeah. Um, and I think if they won it, I think it would have been a lot to do with him. Mm. I think if they won it, it would have been like he bought them that that step further. Yeah, yeah. Where when he didn't win it, it was almost like okay, I'm I'm on par with probably the the, yeah. the other managers that were there before. So mm. I think he was probably disappointed with that. And also, what I like about this tournament, there were lots of you know iconic moments. Mm. I remember Alex Morgan celebrating with the teacup gesture, mm-hmm. yeah. and there was a bit of a media outcry here. I'm not mm. sure why, because mm. I mean, those are the moments you want in football. Yeah, so why absolutely. were people complaining? I, I I was quite disappointed with the women's celebrations. Like even, serious? Yeah, because I, I watched. Was it England as a whole or? I, I, I think I, I think they could have celebrated a lot more yeah. okay so <laughs> so are you a fan of Alex Morgan's teacup celebration it's just to me any celebration is <laughs> like yeah. I just what what gets on my nerves is not celebrating mm. and I think a lot of the time I watched so I watched the the um, American when they scored a penalty today mm. I, you just scored a, 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 the goal that probably could win the World Cup like mm. Express yourself. You you might not do that again, or you yeah, probably won't do again. She did. Yeah. She's got this iconic where she puts her arm like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. She done that celebration. Yeah, and I watched Sweden. I think Sweden's goal against England. I think the second one where she mm. cut inside and bent oh, it in far corner. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And then she just turned around and she jumped up, and I'll be like, <laughs> shirt's coming off. Yeah. That's me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, obviously yeah, they yeah. can't yeah. do shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, but like, it's an emotional sport, isn't it? And mm. I think mm. if you look back at some of the goals, and I think it's you're in a World Cup, you scored a goal, celebrate. And anyone that don't like a celebration, that's your business. Definitely, yeah. definitely. And I think these women deserve to to celebrate because, I mean, the journeys they've had is is has been incredible. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think we certainly have been blessed um, this summer to have uh, a number of different competitions going on at the same time. I know, yeah. I, I think back to yeah, seasons yeah. seasons past, man, and it's like... It's just over, when, Yeah, when, yeah, when, when, when the seasons... Of, uh, um, backlash. One of the American players was like, how can you put two finals on the same day? And this should just show mm. the disrespect for women's football. And the, the um, response was that we wasn't thinking about that. What part is like, This is the problem. There's Copper um, America mm. final tonight. Mm. And there was the Women's World Cup final. And her point mm. was that they were, this will never happen with the men's game. I think it's different mm. timing. If it was scheduled yeah. at the right time, yeah. at the same time, then you've got problems. Mm-hmm. But the Brazil game's at nine o'clock. The women's was at four, so I, I, I still I, get the viewers. Yeah, I don't. I think we can <laughs> overanalyze things at sometimes. Mm, I think their their game was first. I think everyone watched it. That would have watched yeah. it, whether or not it was after Copa Americas. I don't think it would affect. I think they've the done so. Did. Yeah, they've done so much for women. I think everyone appreciated what they did, and I think everyone was drawn to the finals. I know I was. I rushed home to watch. It. Yeah. Um, and okay. I probably, to be honest with you, I think probably more people watched their finals than they did Copa America. I'll be very surprised if oh. if they. I'll be very surprised if they didn't get more numbers um, than the Cup of America. We're, especially we're, with, we're not watching it. <laughs> especially with free to air. Yeah, 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 the, fam, the yeah. women's final was free to air as well. I think yeah. Cup of America is a subscription channel as well. So oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, if you asked me to do this while the women's final, I would have probably said no. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. I would have said no, and um, because I was, I was quite interested to see, and I, even though I knew America were going to win it. Mm. It was just good to watch, and and I, I really appreciate. You know, I think 
we had a duty to watch it because there is, it was a great tournament. And, and yeah, to see, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I think sometimes we can overanalyze. Oh, well, you know, yeah. Yeah. People saying, oh, we're not doing this, we're not doing that. Yeah. Let's just celebrate yeah, the exactly, progress yeah, that's exactly, been made. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, very true. Yeah. Valid exactly. point. Valid point. Mm. Whilst we're actually on the topic of Copper America, um, I wanted us to discuss uh, Lionel Messi's uh, comments. Ooh. So obviously he got into a, you know, a bit of afters with uh, Gary Middell um, and they, they, they saw red. Um, and then after that, he's come out and, and, and said that the, the competition's corrupt and it's fixed for Brazil. Boy, do you know what it is? Sour grapes. It's cracked under the pressure. We have to be real. Mm. We have to be real. Okay. I know it wasn't a red card, but mm-hmm. you don't say that. You don't come out and say that. You come out and criticise the referee, not the organisation. I know, and to be fair, fair you know, Messi's been one of those players that if he gets fouled, he jumps right up. But I think this is a culmination of his summer exertions, mm-hmm. getting knocked out of the Champions League against Liverpool, mm-hmm. losing to Valencia, yeah. you know, now this. So I think that's a culmination of his... He's just yeah, frustrated. He's feeling, he's he's just letting it yeah, yeah, I know, this is it. Argentina, it's, it's done. I'm not, I'm not going to win anything with Argentina. So you think that was his last... I think, I think that last was I think he realised he wasn't with nothing with Argentina years ago. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. They've never been a team. Um, they, they don't look like winning anything. I think he played for his country because it's his country and he loves his country. But if you ask me if he honestly believed they would probably win anything, I don't think so. Especially not beating Brazil in yeah, but Brazil. But I mean, when you're looking at Peru getting to a final, surely Argentina can get to mm. a final. Peru are a team though. I've watched Argentina play and they never, ever look like a team. Mm. Even when they had... They had four or five, I think, world-class players in their team. They still mm-hmm. didn't look like they were going to win anything. Um, and I think, yeah, that frustration with Messi. Now. Also, I think I've watched a, f- a few of their games as well. And I think he gets kicked. And because he doesn't go down, <laughs> he gets kicked again and he doesn't go down. And I think if I watch Messi play, I think he takes a lot of kicks. Mm. for, and I, and I think because the man in him, he doesn't go down all the time. And, and as we pointed to before, he... How many times he's kicking? If he can, if he can continue, he does. Yeah. If he can keep yeah, on running, yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. And after a while, that's frustrating in today's football, where mm-hmm. you look at someone like Neymar, if he gets kicked, that's him for twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> rolling around. Yeah, yeah. And I think the Brazils, are, I watch the Brazils, and, and they're quite similar. And I think he's he's frustrated because they always tell you to stay on your feet if you can. And I think he's probably the best at it. Mm. He's the best at staying on his feet, Definitely. even when he's been kicked. So um, he's a victim mm. of his honesty, basically. Definitely. So definitely. So, Kevin, are you one of the ones that feel that this is going to be a stain on Messi's name? No. No international accolade? No. Only, the only people that will say that don't understand football. Okay. okay. <laughs> you go back to when he started off at Barcelona till now. How many goals did he score? 700 and something goals. What was he got? Yeah, what's he got? I remember him knocking his 600. Yeah. That brilliant free kick. Mm, yeah. Alisson, yeah. helpless. Yeah. <laughs> I think after a while, I think, so he will be remembered for his talent. Because people say, mm. why is there a juxtaposition? We see Messi at Barcelona, we see Messi at Argentina, mm. and he's just not up to standard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm a Messi fan. Yeah. Uh, I'm a Messi fan. I'm just yeah. asking the question. You're playing devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, I just <laughs> think with Messi, um, he'll be judged on... When you when he finished, we'll all go, oh my gosh. When we're watching him in 15, 20 years, mm. oh my gosh, look what he did. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then he'll be like, oh my gosh, look at that. He took an eight, nine play. Look, similar to, to Henri. Henri di- didn't win the um, Champions League, did he? Mm. Um, and if you look back at Henri's clips, you're, I think you're, he's remembered for that. Zidane, I think with those, these great players, they're remembered for their moments. Mm. Mm-hmm. They're remembered yeah. for their... Yeah. their 
like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he did that sort mm. of thing. Zidane's was probably that left foot in the Champions League final. Yeah, Bayern Leverkusen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They remembered for moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and Messi's got probably 708. <laughs> so, other than... Yeah. So, uh, I, f- I think you, you can't... Yeah, you can't... People... We, look, we could debate as much as we want, but mm. um, stats are stats, innit? Yeah. Um, and a lot of these goals are not tappings. They're picking up the oh, ball from yeah. his own half, riding challenges, getting up, Putting it in the corner. Some of these goals are ridiculous. Absolutely yeah, like ridiculous. Computer game. Yeah, yeah. That's ridiculous. What I, that's how I do you think it. though it it hampers his chances when it comes to discussions about the, being the greatest player of all time? Because a lot of Ronaldo fans will argue and say, "Well, he's not done it internationally. Yeah. Ronaldo has." Mm. Um, so, so do you think that that certainly has a part to play? You do about this Ronaldo. Yeah, oh. it's Ronaldo. Yeah, not, oh. not phenomenal. Shout out Ronaldo. Yeah, CR7. CR7, yeah. I just, if I look at Ronaldo, Ronaldo's built for it. Mm. <laughs> he's, he's, what is he, six foot odd? He's got, so he can handle himself a lot better. Mm. So if you look at his goals, he's headers. He's got every single goal possible. He can play up front by himself. Mm. It, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. can hold off people. He can jump in the air and beat six foot odd defenders. Mm. So th- this mm. all contributes to. Um, him as a player mm-hmm. um, and what he can give to his team he can give a lot more to his team because of that mm. and because of that I think teams will benefit a lot more because he can do that, that he can handle yeah, that physical yeah, side yeah, yeah. where Messi he, he can create moments but I think Ronaldo can do a lot more for a team um, right. than, than they will, then so you look at Portugal for instance mm-hmm. he, he drags Portugal for you yeah but do you think that's more leadership not actually like Delivering moments for Portugal, I think it's just more leadership. They respect him. He gets I think the team I think going. They listen to him. They know that yeah, you're the leader. You're the one that carries. I think Messi got that. You uh, think? I th- yeah, I think Messi probably more of a leader than Ronaldo. There's different types of leaders. Yeah, there's yeah, ones that yeah, point yeah, and shout. Yeah, yeah. there's the ones that inspire through their performance. Yeah, yeah. yeah course, I, I think so. I think Messi inspires through his, his performances, and then people look at him and think. I think the problem with Messi is I think they give give him the ball at, at times where he probably shouldn't have it. Yeah. Mm. Just give it to yeah. Yeah, just give it to Messi. Let him yeah. do it. Well, do the, do the so if you look at Portugal, we go back to that. I think Portugal are more of a team. When Portugal won the the um, Nations Cup, the, yeah, or the Euros, the Euros, yeah. the Nations Cup, yeah. they were a team. They weren't a good team. And it goes back to when I say now. If you look at football, it's about eleven people producing. Mm. And I think that's what Portugal do. Um, I don't think Argentina do that. I think Argentina are probably like back in the day. So they have four or five great individuals that probably can win them games, but mm. probably won't be able to win them titles. Yes. Where I think Portugal, where they all know their, they all know their jobs. Yeah. Um, and they all play within their their role. Um, and I think they don't lose games, and I think that's important. And then they got someone that can win them games. Yes. Where mm. Argentina, they've got players that can win them games, but they but can't. They can't go, yeah, they they haven't got people that can. Stop them conceding goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're 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 they've always been a top. Ever yeah. since they lost yeah, yeah. Mascarano, they've been... Yeah. They're a top every team. They, you look at their centre-forwards yeah, and, and their strikers yeah. and their wingers, yeah. they've got yeah, world-class talent. Yeah. None of them have delivered. Mm-hmm. Higuain, Aguero, yeah. Di Maria. You're too many of them, though. Too many of them. They, haven't they play like 11 strangers that have just met in a car And that's how they play, isn't it? And they watch Portugal play and you think, how did Portugal win that? <laughs> but they they are hard to beat and then in they have little moments and then all of a got it's like the the, the nation's cup mm. like Ronaldo was non-existent at some points and but they would they never looked like they were going to concede mm. but then if you don't concede you know at some point he's going to score and that's what yeah. he did he scored a hat trick and you <laughs> you blink, and you think yeah you think so like, like 
and and, and 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 I think with Ronaldo, he thinks you know what? I'm cool. My back four is cool, isn't it? My midfield is cool. So I know if I have two or three chances, we're gonna win this game. Mm-hmm. And if you look at Argentina, I think even if they have two or three chances, they could, there's every chance they could still lose the game. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, defense is leaky. Yeah. So as much as we want to blame Messi, um, I think it's a lot to do with with the the teams that they play in. Mm. Fair point. Mm. So obviously the other um, tournament being played at the moment is is the Afcon, mm. um, and I think it was certainly a shock that um, Egypt went out at the round oh, of sixteen, the host mm. nation. Um, does you know the the question that I, I that came to mind was um, obviously um, we we've spoken about different players being up for the Ballon d'Or this year. We've spoken about Van Dijk, Messi, so on and so forth. Has Alisson thrown his name into the ring? That's the question that I wanted to ask. Oh, okay. Three okay. golden gloves. He's won yeah. three golden gloves yeah. this this um uh this this year. First player Does... in history. Make sure you make that clear. Yeah. Everyone the... Yeah. First in history. <laughs> the yeah. first player in history to do that. So Dej took the words right out of my mouth. Has Alisson thrown his name into the hat I, for I, that Ballon d'Or? I think he has, and I think Salah has thrown himself out of the hat because I yeah. think if Egypt won that Afghan, he would have said, you know what? I'm here. I'm mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I deserve the Ballon d'Or. Ooh, yeah. I've won the Champions League. I've won Afcon in my home country. Um, Alisson, I just don't think a goalkeeper can win it personally. He mm. said as much as well. He recently said, "You know what? I'm just a goalkeeper." Mm. So, I think Van Dijk has to be the outstanding favorite. Mm-hmm. But it would be nice to see a goalkeeper get some recognition because mm. I think the last goal he conceded was against um, Newcastle. Solomon mm. Rondon nine and, games yeah. Yeah. and he hasn't conceded since so yeah. that's phenomenal phenomenal I think for a keeper just to be in there is, <laughs> is winning it mm. uh, I think I think just to be nominated would be winning it only because the like no one no one before six, seven, eight years nine you wouldn't even consider keepers would you mm-hmm. um, and I think he's actually pushing to the point now where people are thinking you know what he should win it. And mm. I think that's that's massive. And it says a lot for how he sees it is when you think about the players that the outfield players that are producing moments after moments after moments after moments. As a keeper, you probably only you might only do two, three things a game. Yeah. Where where mm. Messi might do 15, 20 things. Um Salah, Salah, these people are doing every time the ball comes to them, they're doing something. They're consistently producing. Mm. And I think that's why that's where they're judged on, I think. And I think it's unfair. But the position you're paying, but these keepers are these keepers are going for sixty million pound now. Yeah. Mm. Five years ago, you're paying five million pound for a keeper. So I think people are actually appreciating how important keepers are now. Mm. I think they're just as important as defenders and strikers now. I think like this is more to do with the enhancements in metrics. Mm. There's more data nowadays, so you can say a keeper's done this, a goalkeeper's mm. done that. Whereas before, they don't mm. get that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that acknowledgement. Whereas yeah. defenders, you can say he's never been beaten throughout the course yeah. of a season. Mm. Whereas before, that wasn't there, yeah. and that's why we're seeing these players like defenders and goalkeepers get more appreciation. Yeah, that's all they should do. Because I think, as you say, a striker scores two goals has a rubbish game, but his classes are the good game. We'll be basking in the glory. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't need stats for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, do you know what I mean? Like, you don't need stats for that. So, and a defender might make five, six tackles and no one really remembers it. Mm. So now people are looking back at games, they're analysing it and they're realising, actually, that's a massive part of why we won that game. Mm. Mm. Um, if you look at the Champions League run as well, I mean, the save against Napoli. Yeah. In the Champions League final. He they would have won the Champions League. He was their biggest player in the Champions League yeah. for them because yeah. they would have been out against Napoli if Definitely. not for him. Mm. Definitely. So uh, things like that, they need to be acknowledged. And, and 
I don't, I don't, I can't see keepers winning it. I think Van Dijk has been unbelievable. I think he's transformed that team, and he's. We talk about leaders. He's got everything. He's, he's, he's a, he's a, he's one of those leaders that play like a leader. He talks like I, I'm watching him play sometimes, and he's, he's shouting at people, and the game's not even going on. Kevin, how would you have played against him? Oh, just stay away from him. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he, I, I watched him. I think I watched him. I watched him play against Wolves. I think. I think we played against Wolves. Yeah, that that was was and then Torrey. Yeah. And you're thinking Torrey, run at him, run at him. And he was scared to run at him. And Torrey's probably the quickest person I've seen in my life. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and he was scared. Oh, and yeah. the dyke gave him. He always kept ten yards away from him. Oh. So every time Torrey got close to him, he got further back. So he's like, if you're going to go past me, you have to knock it here. But then if you knock it you're going to have to get through my arms because he puts his arms yeah, out yeah, so you have yeah. to run through him. So you, you, you just yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. Like so, he's like running into a exactly. wall. So he's trying to get closer to him but every time you get close to him he backs off. Trying to get closer every time he backs off you're thinking I'm gonna, at some point I'm going to have to knock it but then, then they don't knock it and they keep on doing it and then his defenders come back and all of a sudden now he's five at the back mm. because you didn't want to take him on in the yeah. first place. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. there was that Smart, moment in the Champions yes. League final with Son yeah. Thought, wow, there's a gap emanating here. Yeah. Then Van Dijk just put on the afterburners yeah, and just caught up. He's strong and he gets the arm across. And so, yeah, uh, no, he's, yeah I wouldn't like to listen to me. I'll, I'll be honest with you, I just wouldn't like to play against him. And <laughs> the thing is, he covers his other defenders as well. Mm. So sometimes you're, you're running at the other centre back, you think I've got him there, and then you knock it past that, and then all of a sudden he comes across. And then he, and you're thinking, why have you come, let's stay in your zone, please? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Stay in your zone, yeah. I've just done well here. So, yeah, he's got everything. He, he, yeah. For me, he would be up there with all the best defenders that have played in the Premiership mm. by far. Fair point. So, so taking it back to, to Egypt, obviously, in, in, in the AFCON, um, they certainly would have been like uh, well, just, among the favourites. Well, I see what you've done here. You don't want to speak about Nigeria. You don't want to mention anything about our square You know what's funny? I always said that I don't see Egypt winning this. I know mm. they're at home. I remember, Rich, I remember Richmond Kizzy saying, hmm, go into Egypt to play. It's a tough, tough yeah. proposition. They're mm. very hostile. Mm. But I just look within their squad. I don't see the quality. Mm. For me, I said the favourites were Senegal and Nigeria. Okay. And I haven't changed my mind. Okay, cool. That's, that's, that's very valid. That's good, good to hear. It'll be interesting to see who, uh, who lifts that trophy at the end uh, of, of the tournament. Who do you think is going to win it, Butch? Shaku, Shaku. Um... I think they will. I think the Super Eagles are going to lift it at the end at the end of the tournament. So uh, it'll, be, it'll be interesting, though. It'll be interesting. Mm. I, I I did appreciate that moment. Uh, Odin Agalo um, at the end of the the game against um, uh, Cameroon was like, "We are better than them. We're better than them." <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That was definitely uh, one one we can roll back uh, in in years to come. Um, so taking it away from from those uh, tournaments and, and coming back to, to to your career now, Kevin. Um, uh, yeah, I think just generally we want to, we want to know a bit more about 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 you know the the, the golden years you know. Um, yeah. Before we ask about specific moments and and and, and uh, um, the highs, the lows, or whatever that you, you want to go into, um, I've got a few quick fire questions that I want to ask you. Yeah. So there was one that we actually touched on a little earlier, but you sat on the fence with a little yeah. bit. So yeah. we want to bring it back and yeah. we want to, we want a definitive answer yeah. from you. Yeah. yeah? yeah. yeah. <laughs> so first one is. Who is the best player you've played against? Are you going to hold a gun to my arm? <laughs> I could pick anyone, but I'm going to say Rio. I just think, I mean, I played Rio. We grew up together. Mm. Um, we played against each other so many times mm. as, as young boys. And 
and as professionals and he, his progression was unbelievable mm. and his dedication to football and he just had everything. Yeah. He had everything and uh, um, yeah, I would probably say he's the best. So, uh, is that so? That, is that the best player in general or the best defender, would you say? Um, well, I, would, I, would, I, would, I didn't really get close to any midfielders. So I always stayed <laughs> where well, I was supposed to stay. Um, yeah. yeah, I would say the best player is probably him, yeah, by okay. far. Fair point. Um, and the best player that you've played with on your team, so not against, but um, your team. Scotty Parker. Okay. Scott Parker, he was um, he went when he came to Charlton initially. He weren't he weren't um doing what what was expected of him because I know he mm-hmm. had big things because he was in obviously in that McDonald's advertisement and everyone said he's going to be a good player and he came in and he weren't quite there and then he went on loan to Norwich mm-hmm. for a month and he came back and it was like his twin brother. Um, yeah. He came back. He was aggressive. He he wanted to score goals. He was a leader. He became our captain and. Mm-hmm. Um, he was unbelievable. He got a lot of important goals. So yeah, he's he's probably the best that I mm. played with. And and was that both in training and uh, yeah. match days as well? Yeah, you? his intensity, his intensity, rub off, and then sometimes we felt we were, we was always a man up because he he played like two players at some points. He yeah. sometimes he was up. He used to run past me, then he would get back and help the defenders. And his enthusiasm for football was um yeah. was a real credit to him. I remember he slid you through for that goal against Liverpool as well after the Sammy Hippier mistake. Um, no, that was Graham Sooner. That was Graham. He's a whole yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Scott Parker? No, no, no. That was. I should have just said yes and he was. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but sorry. A, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Wrong game. Wrong game. No editing. Sorry about that. That's an embarrassing moment. It looked like a. <laughs> fair point <laughs> right fair point Let, let's move on then um, <laughs> um, what about the best manager you've played under who would you um, say the best manager so every manager is different and they had their different trades and their different qualities mm. um, but for me I mean I stayed at Charlton we was in the Premiership for nine years and at that time we were a real stable club we were really secure and, and we never really never fought with relegation and I think that was for a, a specific reason I think mm-hmm. it was to do with Alan Kirbishley because I think mm-hmm. um, year in after year without a lot of money he used to bring in the right people I know um, a lot to do with his scouting mm-hmm. in his network as well we, everyone he brought in sort of fit fit into what we'd done and um, and at times all he had to do was just name the team he just had mm-hmm. to name the team because uh, the people he brought in were, were we were like a family and we would all fight for each other and he was really really um he was really particular about who came into the club mm. and I think that alone in itself was a, a good trade and I think sometimes as a manager we overthink things and I think sometimes it's it's just about getting the right people in the club, yeah. people that are willing to play for each other and I think that's, that was a massive um, that was a massive coup for him because um, sometimes he could just sit back and let us do our thing um, and I think that's a good trade in the manager. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah I remember Alan Kirbish there. I remember he was doing such a great job at Charlton mm. then I think the fans wanted him out yeah. and again, it's like, be careful what you wish for. We've seen it with teams like Ipswich mm. and other teams like that. You get a manager that keeps you mid-table yeah. but the fans want you to push to that next level and yeah. often it ends up the wrong way. Yeah, they wanted us to, they weren't happy with 8th, ninth yeah. <laughs> in the premiership and they, I remember we, Last game of the season, we we finished I think twelfth, and which is good for Charlton because we we're in the Premiership, and then we drew against Sunderland the last game of the season. We got booed off, um, which was absolutely ridiculous. And mm-hmm. I think um, I spoken to a few Charlton supporters at that time, and I think they realised um, 
that maybe they got a bit too big for their boots and mm. um, yeah it's a disappointing because they started booing the players as well and I think sometimes they, they wanted the, the name players to come in and, and it didn't quite work out and obviously then they went down the division so you're right sometimes you've got to be careful what you wish for as a, also, player, as a player how does it feel to be booed? <laughs> why are you asking me? <laughs> 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 um, you know what I, I was I was a young man in it, and the the problem is it's, it's like it's like going home and your missus booing you in it. Like it's just, you develop a, a relationship with your fans, mm. you see them week in week out, you talk to them, and then yeah. all of a sudden they're booing you. You think, hang on a minute, I thought we was alright. I, yeah. yeah. I thought we were friends, and that's the only probably disappointing part in it. That one week, or they could be absolutely okay with you, and then the next it could they, it's all frickle. And then mm. I think it's just important as you grow up just to learn. It's a game, in it. It's a game, and yeah. they're not your family. They're not your friends. Mm. So just deal with it, and then it becomes easier when you do get booed. Because I got booed quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, what I was gonna say is, I remember you had like a prolific spell at Leighton Orient. Mm. What about Russell Slade? Because I remember you had a um, yeah. collaboration with Mooney as well. Yeah. You two dovetailed off each other. You looked like you were enjoying your football. Yeah, Russell's very much similar to Alan Kirbishley. Um, obviously, you you asked me to name one. If I could name mm. two, mm. he he would be the okay. other one. Um. He, when I first got there, he didn't have that. Um, I think I got there and we finished, I think, two points off of, of, of the bottom three. And then we came in the, the year after. And I don't know, he, he, he came in and he was a different manager. And then he, he was quite particular about players. And he, he, he sort of understood each player and he understood how to deal with each player. Um, some players might need shouting at to wake them up. Some players might need leaving alone. Some people might need... He used to text some people, wouldn't text others just because he knew it would mean a lot to the player to get mm. a text from the manager mm. when he's at home, just to say you've done well today or keep going. And um, we, we went that extra yard for him. And I think mm. it showed, obviously, almost getting promoted. And, yeah, um, Yeah, it was just obviously tuning up and then, and then obviously them scoring the two goals and going to penalty. But that was probably the, the best as a team mm. um, that I've played in for my whole career. So would you say you enjoyed your football the best at Leighton Orient or would you say your spell in the Premier League superseded that? No, I, I mean, when I was at Orient, um, I was, I think I was 33, so I just didn't care. And mm. I think you have to be thick-skinned and then, and when you show, when you show fans that you care, then you always leave yourself open. Mm. <laughs> you always leave yourself mm. open. So I think you just got, you've got a job in it and I think your job is to, to score goals. My job was to score goals and obviously hold the ball up and I really concentrated on that and everything else fit into place after that sometimes you try and please the fans by doing the wrong things and um you don't do your job and then that's when they turn on you so i think it's just quite important i learned when i was at orange just to do your job and mm. and i formed a good relationship with the fans there and i still do mm. late in the it seems like a nice intimate close yeah. you know yeah. squad and i remember you had like barry hearn there as well yeah. it was like a supportive chairman as well yeah yeah um, i mean we were we were a family we were a family mm. um Barry Hearn used to come in be- beginning of every season and, and speak to the players and um, he made them like he, I mean one trips time trips to Vegas or promises yeah, like that yeah and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. yeah yeah I didn't go to Vegas because I was I was too upset um, after we lost but the, the, all the team went they deserved to go we deserved to go but um, I'm a bad loser so um, although he paid for us to go to Vegas when we got to Wembley um, I, I I I was a bit disappointed obviously I was I, I was 35 36 at the time so probably my last chance to really get promoted so um yeah I handled it a bit differently but mm. the fact that he, he took them to Vegas showed a lot of, of how the club was structured yeah. absolutely um that's, that's it's really interesting mm. to hear to hear mm. to hear those, those those points man um 
the other thing we wanted to ask Kevin is if you could um, think back to your career highlight. Like I'm sure there were many, many good moments. Um, but if you could single it down to one specific moment that you you will never forget, like when you think about it, you 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 relive the emotion, mm. like the feeling. You can mm. you can almost put yourself back in that 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 same position. Mm. What would that moment for you be? It would have to be the third one against Liverpool. Um, oh. It would have to Skip be. Skip in, <laughs> Skip in um, Sorry, lads. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Halfway line. Yeah, oh. I mean, yeah. It's, it's so you don't actually realize what you've done until probably a few years after. So I was, in the time I was like, oh, unbelievable! I scored, and then I took my family bowling that day and. I remember um, bowling with them and then it was on the screen, like a massive screen and and uh, you look at it and you think, oh my gosh, like I've just scored a hatch against Liverpool. Like, um, and that third one, as you say, the third one was, like as you say, it's one of those, you close your eyes and you can picture yourself over and over mm-hmm. again. Um, try not to put myself there too much because you've got to live in, in, the, in the moment as it is. But um, <laughs> um, yeah, it was, yeah, it was one of those things you dream about. And all my family are, are Liverpool supporters because obviously John Barnes. And so I'm probably the only Arsenal supporter in my family. So you can imagine. So how, how did they react after that, after you scored the hat trick? That third goal, skipping Steve yeah, Hill, they, running through, yeah, whipping it round. They said, they, yeah, they the said corner. they were. Um, they were happy but sad, but I knew they weren't sad at all. There was no form of sadness in there. Obviously, they said, "Yeah, I didn't want you to do want you to do it, but I love that you done it." I, it was just something they said to me, but mm. um, yeah, I knew they they if if if, it, if I could go back to that moment, they'd want me to do it over and over and definitely, over again. Definitely. So um, when you got people around you like that, and do you know what I mean, like so, it, yeah, it was a it was a massive moment for and my mum and that was there as well. So it was a massive moment for, mm. and I just knew what it would mean to to obviously all my family and friends as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, it was a good day, great day. Remember, people ask you, where did you go? What club did you go? You must have went out and bought champagne. I said, no, I went, took my mum and that bowling. Um, it was one of those days that you just had to spend with people that obviously um, you, you had your, your, your journey with. And, yeah, and that was one absolutely. Of my, yeah, definitely. Fair point. And, and it think, uh, like looking back now, um, can you remember like any like particular funny stories or... Um, like moments that you just you even even now when you when you think back to them you just chuckle mm. you have a little chuckle to yourself like this was this was this was a good moment this was a funny moment. To be fair, most of my moments I probably could say oh, on okay. them, didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um, no, I remember. No, this isn't a football, but obviously going out. We went out with the um, with the um, Charlton boys. We used to go out all the time. That's probably why we got relegated. Um, <laughs> Um, and, uh, I remember that we went to um, I don't know if you remember Funky Buddha and um, oh, yeah, 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 and, we was, yeah, yeah. and we was all sitting down at the end of the night and then it was all like we was all tired from the game on the Tuesday and, and I don't know if you remember Herbert Herbert and Riverson yep yep yeah, yeah. Portsmouth yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the dance floor was almost finished and he, he's got a, he's got a, a broom and and a dustpan and he's he's sweeping up past people like he's, he's moving he's actually moving people out the way he, he's moving people out the way to sweep up the club like um and you look over and you see like, a premiership player like sweeping up like and he was he was where did he get it from where did he uh, he went, no he was so he went into the they got their room in it yeah he yeah, opened yeah. the door went into the room got the oh room, my he wanted everyone to go home so he just started sweeping up so. and i just well, i couldn't stop laughing at night and it, I mean, the, my best moments were with the Charlton lads. Um, yeah. They were unbelievable. We were like family and, and we did things like that all together all the mm. time. And 
Yeah, that, that's a moment. I, even now, people always ask me. That's the funniest moment I've, I've, yeah. I've ever seen to see a Premiership players sweeping up a nightclub <laughs> trying to get people out. Fair point. So when, I, so when you scored the third against Liverpool, and you came off. I saw um, the Canyon slapping you on. The yeah, that weren't funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 that weren't funny. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm from Hackney, and I've got my man slapping my bum. Oh yeah, yeah. That's not gonna go I couldn't go into Hackney for at least two months. I had to reassure him that I didn't like it. Yeah, no, Dikane was like that. He was a, he was, and it just showed everyone how happy everyone was for me. He's a striker, and he's a, he's a. I'm fight. We're fighting for the same position, and his emotion was real, and he was really happy for me. And it was, um, yeah, yeah. That was. Everyone always goes on about that, and and for some reason people talk about my hat trick, and that's the next thing they talk about is obviously me getting spanked. <laughs> but yeah, it just goes to show yeah. the camaraderie. Yeah, of course, it's, and you need that, and I think you needed that, especially yeah. back in that time. Ah, fair point, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm just looking at the time. We're deep into Fergie time, aren't we? Don't <laughs> yeah, yeah. I okay. was tapping their watches. <laughs> <laughs> fair point, man. So, so what I would like us to to close um, off with, Kevin, is. Um, basically just any advice you would give like let's say for example you could go back in time mm-hmm. and advise yourself mm-hmm. what advice would you give a younger version of yourself and I think that also extends to um, just in general like young players yeah. in a game um, uh, you know people from from yeah. Hackney or whatever mm-hmm. youngsters in general mm-hmm. what, what what would be your, 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 your advice in terms of like if, if you're trying to get into football mm-hmm. um I would say the only thing that matters is developing. Mm-hmm. Everything else is irrelevant. Everything else. I mean, I started when I was 15 and I didn't care about where I was. All I cared about was progressing, mm-hmm. working on my trade, getting better, working on my finishing, working on my touch. Um, and then everything else will come after that. Mm. Um, try and ignore. I know people think when you're 12, you need to be in academy. When you're 13, you need to be academy. But you don't progress into academies and you stay there for two or three, four or five years and all of a sudden you get released at 16 because mm. you've not developed. Um, so the, the most important thing is developing. Mm. Keep on working on your trade, keep on working on it. Um, and, and for anyone that's in academies and, and obviously looking to get into the first teams and looking to stay in the first team is be humble. Mm. Be humble, take on advice, listen to, to the senior people, listen to your managers. Um, the more information you take on board, the better you will become. Mm. So the minute you close your mind to, to thinking you've done it and you're the best, the, that's, the, that's the quickest way of your contract being terminated. Mm. Because when you think you've done it, even now, I've, I've stopped playing at 39. And, <laughs> and it's funny, last year I was still watching Teddy's thinking of how I can implement some of these moves in my game. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I yeah, think yeah. The, the, the best thing is to keep on learning, keep learning humble. Don't Never be un- believe the hype. Yeah, don't mm. be unteachable. I've got some, mm. I've got kids who are, unteachable with you can have all the talent in your world if you if you if you're unteachable the talent will stop it will stop mm. and you won't get any better and then you've got boys who who want to learn and they will overtake those those boys with the talent just because you're taking on board and, and developing mm. and so just keep your feet on the floor um the whole the whole journey even when you you become a footballer and you play in the premiership or just because humanity is the best thing like and and keep good people around you because mm. as quickly as um bad people come they can go and 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 they come to a point where you need good people around you especially mm. when you're playing football you need it because it is you see people nowadays talking about their mental issues and then yeah yeah and um not dealing with this and dealing with that my my biggest strength is having my close people around me people i've known people who 
for 38 years, 35 mm. years, 30 years. Mm. These are the people that know me and they understand me and they would always give me the best advice. Um, so, and at some point you need people to give you the right advice because um, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lonely world if you haven't. Because mm. when things are going good, you've got everyone. When things are not going so well, it's hard to, to find one person. Mm. To, to answer their phone, your phone calls when you're That's calling it. them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so keep good people around you. Keep, keep And you have to identify these good people. Um, not so-called good people. You need good, really good people around mm. you. People that are willing to tell you the truth and stuff that maybe you don't want to hear. Yeah. So so when you were playing, did you have like good agents as well? Because nowadays we hear about bad agents mm. not looking after the best interests of their players. So I don't, know, you... what, I don't know what a good agent is. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, a few of my friends are in agencies now and I'm thankful that they're in it because... Yeah, back in my time, it's it's a doggy that, dog world. It's a, that we could I could speak about agents for a good few hours, um, and what they do to young kids, impressionable kids, kids that don't have their dads around, um, mm. and they take advantage of some of these boys. And what they do sometimes is is it should be criminal. Um, wow. The back the backhanders and mm. putting these kids in debts, um, investing their money into stuff that they probably don't know. They taking money from clubs to, and preventing the child from getting the wage they probably should get because they want to get more wage for themselves. But this this is not all agents. Mm. But if we're talking about this is this is what happened to me and um I've spoken to a few parents who whose boys are in academy and I just and they say, What do you think of that agent? I'm like, nope. What do you think of that agent? No. Mm. So unfortunately for these agents, they these kids we us young kids grow up, um and then we've mm. got people around us and we and we will give them our opinion on these kids. So um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of agents, but I know a few of my friends that are agents now. So um, I'm you hoping. You always stare people in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, unfortunately, I mean, I grew up with without my dad around, and you get an agent, and you sort of think they're your father figure, yeah. and, you, and mm. but they're not. They're, they're not. They're far mm. from it. So, well, some of them are far from it, and. It's important that we get some real good agents that are looking to mentor these kids as well as um, giving them good money. Yeah. Man, honestly, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure. I uh, just want to say yet again, Kevin, massive, massive thanks to you for coming down. No you, problem, know, man. you know, you're a busy guy, so to <laughs> take your, the time out to come thank down. And, and, thank and, you and, very and, much. You know, like no problem, said, bless man. us with your presence, man. It's, mm. it's really, really appreciated, man. So, so thanks, thanks for that. No problem. Um, and to all of you listeners that have listened up until this point, just want to say a massive thank you as well. We hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm sure, you, I'm sure they, they will have. Definitely. Mm. I hope so. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and also want to use this as an opportunity to, as always, plug our Twitter handle at podcast underscore TBG. If you're not following yet, I don't know what you're playing at. <laughs> Follow the handle, share the episode, share the handle amongst your friends, family, work colleagues. And we hope um, you enjoy the, the commute when you listen, when you listen into this one. Um, so I think that's, that's it from us. Yeah. Yeah. Over and out. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know it's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Hold up. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.